What's up, gamers, and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer. And in this review, we are heading out to the mountains of West Virginia to solve a mysterious death of a friend in my review of Twin Mirror. Basswood is many things. Peaceful tops that list. Until that day. You're the one in the driver's seat, Sam. I can't make you do anything. Coming back to Basswood was your idea. Just try and make sure you don't do anything stupid. I know you think that the only thing waiting for you down there is greatness. You might be right. The good news, though, at least you don't have to do it alone. First, let's check out some interesting facts that you may not have known about the game or its developer in The Breakdown. Gamers, Twin Mirror is a game developed by none other than Don't Nod Entertainment. And this is the developer that is mostly famous, I would say, for the Life is Strange series. The episodically released games that have consisted of Life is Strange, Life is Strange Before the Storm, and Life is Strange 2. Now, I would say that that's probably their most popular franchise, considering how many iterations of that series we've seen. Uh, not to mention it's the one that put them on the map. So. Due to the success of those games, though, they did try to expand the scope of what they would normally do in those episodically released games, where this expansion included the creation of the gothic-themed vampire, which was a more traditional third-person action-adventure RPG, one that I personally thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed and highly would recommend. They've also recently done Tell Me Why, which is kind of going back to their episodic release style roots of Life is Strange. And it's a game that is actually currently available on the Xbox Game Pass if you happen to be a member at this time. So now that we know a few interesting facts about the developer, let's go check in on this newest game of theirs, Story. Gamers in Twin Mirror, you are going to be playing as Sam, a man returning to his hometown of Basswood, West Virginia, for the funeral of a friend. Now, here in Basswood, Sam used to work for the local newspaper as a reporter. And Basswood, it's one of those small mountain towns that has had its pride and lifeblood pretty much completely tied into the coal mine business that used to operate from here. Now, the coal mine has recently shut down two years prior to the beginning of the game, which has caused a lot of its residents to be without a job and fall in hard times, to be honest. Now, Sam did not leave Basswood on the best of terms two years ago uh, with most of its residents, as he was involved with the closure of this mine. And he's had a difficult time psychologically dealing with how to handle this whole situation. And to help him deal with these and Many other social and personal issues throughout the game, and as we find out throughout the course of his life, he's created this twin, opposite of himself, in his head, as a sort of imaginary friend, which kind of helps talk him through all these different tough social interactions. 
And it's made known that Sam really wasn't always the most empathetic person. And as you play through the game and you get to know the stories of the citizens of Basswood through many conversations and exploration of the town, you're going to see some of these awkward interactions that he has with some of them in the past pop back up. Now, in my personal opinion, as a main character, whether it was intentional or unintentional on the developer's part, I really did feel there was a certain disconnect that I, I felt from Sam. And gamers, in any game that I play, I like to feel connected to the character that I'm playing as. And I really just did not fully buy in and get that from Sam in this game. Now, I will say that pretty quickly, though, in the beginning of the game, it's brought to Sam's attention that his friend's death may not have been an accident, and it could have been in the realm of murder. And you're eventually asked to investigate the town and its citizens and find out if these suspicions are in fact true. Now, from here to the end of the game, the story, I thought it moved at a pretty good pace. And honestly, the length of it, I thought, was the right length for the kind of story that it was trying to tell. Now, could it have been longer? I, I feel that it could have been longer, could have been stretched out, could have spent some more time in certain areas of the city or uh, different locations that when you first start the game, you kind of get an overview of the map of Basswood, if you will. And there's a lot of areas that I was excited to explore that I thought I was going to get a chance to explore, but you never do in the game. So yes, they could have made it longer, but I don't necessarily think it was detrimental to the game at all, that it was as short as it was. Uh, now, Choices that you can make throughout the course of the game and dialogue options with the townspeople, it does affect your relationships and future scenes with certain characters in the game. And the way that affects the story, I did feel that it made me feel as if I had my story play out in front of me. Uh, it, it was my personal story. Now, it's not to say that there's no one out there that can have the exact same results as I did, but it, it was doing its job well enough to feel unique that I felt this was hulking Yoda's version of Twin Mirror. Uh, I will say that Life is Strange, obviously, being previously done by Don't Nod. It's, this game is very similar to Life is Strange in that regard. And as far as the choices that you make, the friends or enemies that you make throughout the course of your interaction with them really does affect the way that your story plays out and makes it very specific to you. Uh, I will say... Ultimately, unfortunately, I felt the mystery as to what was going on in Basswood and who it was that was guiding this whole thing, if you will. I don't want to say too much for, in the interest of spoilers, but I, I ultimately felt it was a bit cliche. Uh, it did serve the story that was being told here well enough, but I got to say when the reveal happened or started to unravel and it's kind of clear what was going on and who was doing the goings on, I was kind of like, man, uh, okay, well, I've seen this before. I've been here before, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, at that point, you're invested and you want to see ultimately how it closes itself out. Uh, and in that regard, I felt that the climax and ultimate payoff with the ending that I received, it actually was surprising to me. I didn't expect a certain thing to happen that did. Uh, and I did feel that it felt right, though, uh, based on the choices that I had made and I did not regret any of the choices that I made. I kind of just took it on the chin. Um, but there are multiple endings. And I honestly have no idea how much they differ from the one that I received as I only played through the game one full playthrough. 
but uh, it might be for those of you out there that are uh, that uh, immersed into the game and its world and would like to see how it plays out. might be worth checking it out, whether it's a YouTube video of the endings or if you want to do it yourself and play through and see what the different options bring you. Uh, overall, as far as the story, I thought it was a solid story with a rich history that was written into Basswood. I love Basswood uh, and its residents. But I did feel the cliche reasoning for what was going on in the town and the sometimes distant feeling the eyes a player felt from Sam, the protagonist, really brought the story marks down a bit for me. So that's what I got with the story. Let's go check in and see what I felt on the graphics and sound. The graphics in Twin Mirror, I would say, for the most part, were really nice. I was playing on an Xbox Series X, so I'm sure that uh, didn't hurt things visually. But I would say that the first thing that really jumped out at me were the character models and the environments. The main two things, really, from a visual standpoint, right? And I felt that the character models, they were really good. Uh, they looked really good. Now, I will say, they also had that appearance to me in some instances where the faces could kind of look like that plastic doll effect I've talked about before in other reviews and games. And I felt like this really shone through during the speaking parts of the characters, which uh, unfortunately is the bulk of the game. And the reason I say that is because the separation between the interior of the mouth and the way that the lip syncing was not very well done, uh, it just kind of threw things off for me visually when it comes to the face uh, and a speaking scene of the characters. Now, I will say, if you're just looking at the characters and they have a expression on their faces, they're not talking, uh, I think they looked very good and detailed. Uh, and just in general, their attire, their clothing, everything, it was uh, separated. And what I mean is, you could see definition. The jacket was separate from the t-shirt under the jacket, so on and so forth. So the details were there uh, in the character models. It was just uh, really the, the lip syncing threw off the faces for me at some points. And sometimes they were a little bit too shiny, the, the faces of the character models. Now I will say that the environments, uh, just in, in general looked really, really good. Uh, the water was a solid, uh, looking water in this game between waterfalls and creeks and rivers and things of that nature that you come across. The foliage looked really, really good. I uh, definitely did not look like it was static or just kind of a hand-drawn, image that was copied and pasted around the woods that you would be walking around in certain scenes. Definitely looked really, really good. Uh, the details within things like the uh, the miner's bar that you go to and the house of a certain character named Anna that you're investigating and looking through the different rooms. Very, very detailed and looked very, very good. Uh, definitely Don't Nod did a great job uh, visually on the environments. And overall, uh, I will say, though, that what threw me off, some of the farther distant shots, say if you're on a cliff uh, in one of the mountains and you're overlooking a forested area in the distance, and that great distance, and I've seen this in other games, but uh, the image itself, you can tell, is not done in a polygonal way. It's kind of like it's a, a painting that they've put there as the background. And that, for me, was kind of jarring as far as from an immersion standpoint is concerned. Um, so that stood out to me. Uh, as I said, I thought the lighting effects were really good. Uh, it's What I would really equate it to is it's a very good looking Xbox One PS4 game. Uh, I would not say the fact that I'm playing on a Series X, it's a next gen game or anything like that. Uh, but I would say it's 
not quite into that upper echelon. Um, I would say it's probably in that middle tier of, yeah, these are really solid graphics. So I will say graphically, visually, very solid across the board. Uh, a few hiccups here or there, but nothing that was completely game-breaking for me. On a sound, uh, audible standpoint, I, I thought that the game, the voice acting was excellent. Let me just put that out there. Lip syncing was off, but the voice acting that complemented that was uh, really, really good. And uh, all the voices, I feel it's important for the voices to match a character. And I felt that every voice uh, was perfectly matched to its character model. And uh, the lines were acted very well. And so that was a plus. The music, uh, just in general in the game, I thought was great. The background uh, exploratory music that you hear as you're going through the different environments and whatnot. Don't Nod did a very good job of uh, scoring that. And there are a few lyrically sung songs that you hear either on the radios playing throughout the town or there is one live sung song uh, that is also lyrically as well as the tone and musically uh, very fitting and just kind of perfect to this tiny, quiet uh, country mountain town of Basswood. It just it fit perfectly. And I thought they did a really good job of, of selling that. Uh, the menu and environmental sounds are really well done. You're out in the woods, you hear birds and the nice cool breeze blowing through the leaves and the trees and everything was really well done and kind of immersive. So overall, the sound didn't have any problems with uh, and graphically, just a couple hiccups here or there with the lip syncing. So overall, solid graphics and sound. Let's go see how the game controls though. Gamer's Twin Mirror is yet another game using dual analog control schemes that we pretty much every game now, I feel like, is, is going that route uh, and has for quite a while. Uh, and what I mean is the left analog stick controls your character, the right analog stick controls your camera. Uh, very nice and tight. Uh, love the analog controls uh, within this game. Some games too loose, some games too tight. I felt this was perfect. Uh, there is no combat in the game to speak of, so you don't have to worry about any kind of extra... Uh, button combinations or anything like that. It's really all about exploration and interacting with people and objects within those environments that you're in. There are, however, a few moments in the game where you have to do some dodging maneuvers. And I don't want to say too much uh, because, again, spoilers, but uh, just understand that to dodge what you're dodging, uh, let's just say that the moments were a little rough. Uh, the controls were... They, they were not that great. I'll just put it to you that way. So uh, don't nod kind of hit a, you know, tripped over a, a curb there when they were creating these controls in those moments. But outside of those brief moments, I, I did feel that the controls were, were solid and I didn't have really any issues to speak about. Navigating the menu, I had no problems. Um, interacting with the environment, you know, sometimes some games really require you to get up on at a specific exact angle uh, to interact with an item, right? And this game does not uh, have that issue. So I was very happy about that being how involved uh, the gameplay is with interacting with your environmental objects and NPCs. So overall, pretty solid controls outside of those few areas mentioned. Now let's go talk about the gameplay. Twin Mirror is all about exploration and story from a gameplay standpoint. That is all we are showing up here for when it comes to this game. And typically, if you've played a Don't Nod Entertainment game in the past, you'll know that that's what you're coming in here and should be expecting. Uh, that's what you're getting when you show up. Now, I will say that 
it requires a fine-tooth comb uh, is the expectation uh, throughout the environment, your exploration, that is. Bring that fine-tooth comb to be able to find all the clues in the form of objects and letters and emails and environmental clues, all that they're going to help you in many different ways, whether it's dialogue options with the basswood citizens that you can use later to your advantage, sometimes disadvantage. You're going to be able to find out more secrets about Basswood's past as just a town and a community, which was, I thought, really interesting and a lot of fun. And, you know, ultimately, obviously, uh, these clues and objects are there to help you piece together what actually happened to your friend and what was going on within this town. Now, dialogue choices are huge in this game and really kind of set the course and uh, for the entire game. Uh, if you are, you can be a jerk to all these people throughout the entire course of the game if you'd like. Uh, I don't know what that route will take you down because I typically try to play these games as if it is me in the situation of the main character. And I am typically not a jerk, so I will not be uh, following that gameplay path. But you can if you'd like. Uh, and these NPCs, it does affect your outcome uh, with certain scenarios as well as your ultimately the overall ending that you're going to get in the game and how these characters treat you throughout. Uh, there are a few instances where you're going to go inside Sam's head into his mind palace, and you're going to relive certain memories that he's had from Basswood as he's exploring the town and coming across different areas that remind him of certain memories. And you also may have to solve certain puzzles uh, that's going to involve that twin we keep mentioning of his and his uh, imagination. But outside of those moments, uh, it's really... Not a whole lot that you go into is Mind Palace. It's really all about Basswood, exploring Basswood, its town, interacting with its citizens. To be honest with you, I'm okay with that, and I actually prefer that. I did think it was a nice little, very brief detour to go into his Mind Palace in those moments when they happen. But I was wanting to really kind of stay more in Basswood and get back to exploring the town and finding out all of its dirty little secrets. Now, the final piece of gameplay, though, it's my favorite. And... It may sound odd, given what I just said, but it is when you go into Sam's Mind Palace, but it's a different kind of gameplay style here. So certain moments in the game, you're going to survey an area, and it's one of two different possibilities that's going to happen to get you into this gameplay scenario. You're either A, going to have to piece together what happened in the scene that you are in or in the location that you're at, and the order that it happened. So for instance, an example is, say you're in a bar, you walk in, there's broken bottles on the floor on to your left. There is a clock that was up on a pillar that was in the middle of the bar that's now crashed on the ground. And there's also a display in the back of the bar that's been destroyed and trampled on. And bottom line is you're going to have to decide by replaying in your mind palace and looking at these different scenes and seeing what individually they each mean and taking what other information you already know about the scene and putting it all together to try to figure out, okay, what happened here? And what order did it happen? And put them in that correct order. So I, I always had fun doing that. Uh, B, the other scenario that you'll be using here, is an opportunity to where you can, say, cause a distraction and sneak by in a certain area without being seen. Uh, so you're going to have to play out in your mind palace what different options you have to distract people initially first, and then areas that you potentially could hide or the timing of when you want to leave and try to sneak out and things of that nature. Really cool stuff. I uh, really enjoyed those scenes. Unfortunately, they were few and far between. But when they did pop up, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed them. So overall, 
the gameplay here that you're going to get, uh, I didn't, I do enjoy this style of gameplay. I really do. I'll call it the Life is Strange style of gameplay. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in Basswood. However, the fact that it felt very familiar to Life is Strange and also the Sherlock Holmes games uh, from developer Frogwares, as far as the Mind Palace and piecing clues together and replaying them out and putting scenes in order, these aren't necessarily bad things, but this game, Twin Mirror, was not necessarily doing anything completely new either that I haven't already experienced in other games. So for me, it was kind of like, ah, well, uh, you know, I, I don't want to sell the game too short and say, yeah, I'm just sitting here kind of going through the motion saying, ah, I've been here, done that. But it was a very familiar feeling as far as the gameplay. So thankfully, I enjoy that style of gameplay. So if you enjoy that style of gameplay, you're good to go. Now let's check in with the ship's chronometer and see how long it took me to play through the game and get what I wanted out of it, as well as see how long I think that it might take you to do the same. When looking back at the time clocked for myself in Twin Mirror, I got what I wanted out of this game in about eight hours. Now, seven and a half of that was just my single playthrough. Start to finish, opening scene to credits rolling, right about seven and a half hours. Now, after the credits rolled, I did spend about a half hour going back to the different specific scenes where I missed a couple of collectibles. And, you know, that, that was me. I, went, I only missed three. So I wanted to make sure that I went back and, you know, yeah, I can put a half hour into, you know, getting these last three. So about eight hours is what it took me to get out of the game what I wanted. I'm not typically someone who replays games. So for me, eight hours, boom. Now, as far as you gamers are concerned, if you're not really worried about collectibles and you're just really wanting to focus on the story and, and see what all is going on from start to finish with this story, I would say you could probably finish up in about five hours. It's really not a long game at all. Uh, and it's just, it's here and over before you can even really know it, guys. Uh, now, if you're trying to get all the endings and go down all the different branching paths, I would definitely say you can double that and probably spend well over 10 hours uh, trying to do everything. Especially... It might even be, I, I don't want to go as far as 20 hours because given the fact they do have a scene selection option in the game, I don't think it'll take you as long. But I would say definitely over 10 hours to try to do every single little thing in the game. Get all achievements and gamer score and trophies. You're probably looking at 10 plus hours. So now let's check in with my final thoughts on the game and my final review score. For my final thoughts on Twin Mirror, I did enjoy this game. I love the town of Basswood. I loved its citizens. I felt they felt real, like real people. I could actually meet these people if I went to a town called Basswood. These are the people that I would meet and see. I thought they were written very well. And uh, the story was interesting, but I, I did feel it had some cliche parts. I felt there were some minor graphical and control hiccups. And yes, the game was short, but uh, I also didn't feel like it should have been any longer, if that makes sense. So... Ultimately, it was a pretty average, decent, enjoyable experience. And that'll lead me to a final score for Twin Mirror of 7.75 out of 10. That'll do it for my review of Twin Mirror. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by finding me on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network by searching for Hulking Yoda or reaching out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com as well as on social media at Instagram at Lost at Sea Gaming, and on Twitter 
at Lost at Sea, G-A-M-I-N, the number one. Thank you for listening, and until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing.